Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Check your microphone's recording. Hello, hello, hello. That was a new low even for us last week, wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't the finest moment, but I think we came out of it all right in the end, didn't we? It was all right, wasn't it? Here's an episode of our podcast. Only one of the microphones is working, but we thought you might like to listen to it anyway. I just want to be absolutely clear about something. Mm. If it had been my microphone, I would never have put it out in that state. Really? But since it was yours, <gasps> who cares? I don't believe you. Do not believe you. <laughs> We didn't have time to record it. Again. No, we, no, we, we, we wouldn't have done for you. It was, no. it was we, the, the choice was: what do we do here? Do we give the listeners nothing, yeah. or, or something terrible? Yeah, something even more substandard than usual. Yeah. That's, that's what we went with. Um, oh, I tell you what, really misjudged my layers today. Oh, look, looked cold out. It looked cold. Wasn't as cold as it no, looked. No, it was mild. It wasn't mm. cold. I said before, one of my favourite words is milder. Milder. Because it can mean hotter and colder. Yeah, it's a clever little word. Weird, right? Mm. It can mean opposite things. Yeah. At the same time, though. Crazy. It's getting milder. Depends whether it's been hot or cold. Blows my mind, that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it looked like it was going to be cold. So a shirt, jumper, scarf, jacket, hat. Went outside for a walk. Oh, I was sweating. It's like I've been in a mosh pit. I was drenched. I stopped in a bakery and I think I was so drenched in sweat that the young woman behind the counter was thinking, I wonder if I should just like preemptively phone the police because this man looks like he's very recently committed a crime. <laughs> that bad. I do think so. She upsolved me. So, oh, she got you to buy something you didn't want. Mm. So, well, if I have all that sweat in this shop, I'm going to get some money out of it. That's <laughs> what you thought. So, I think I'm the easiest person in the world to upsell to because you want to be nice to them. Yes, because yeah. I want to be liked by everybody. So, how many ghettos did you leave? With? Well, I, I went in and my, it was my intention to buy a cardamom bun. <laughs> right, oh, that's nice. But then when I got there, there were some very nice looking fudge biscuits Ooh. on the counter. Mm. And I, she said, "Can I help you?" I said. Yeah, I thought I just wanted a cardamom bum, but now now I'm looking. Those fudge biscuits look really good. She went, oh, they're so good. But I'll tell you what else is really good too. I just had one of these chocolate chip cookies and, and they're particularly good today. Particularly good today? Yeah. It's the same like it was a day. good batch. No, it's a batch. No, you get good day. batches. No. you never seen Bake Off? Yeah, of course I have. Do you think... These people would be on that show if everything <laughs> and everything they ever baked looked like some of the things they have. Who's the really clumsy one? Laura. Laura. Yeah. You're saying that if Laura ran a bakery, there would certainly be good batches of bad batches. Exactly, yeah. Okay, okay. That's exactly okay, what I mean. Okay. Um, so in, anyway, I, I, I went in, I said I'd wanted a cardamom, but and then, then I liked the look of the fudge biscuits and then she said the chocolate chip cookies were all good. So I said, oh, I'll take one of each then. One of each? I didn't eat go. one of each. No, no. Gave, and the cardamom bun, yeah, to be sure. I gave them away because I just oh. felt... It's when people say, oh, I tasted this and it's really good. I then don't want them to feel like I'm insulting their personal taste. Mm. 
you might think it's good, but I've got better taste. Than yeah, you. yeah. My taste you've buds. taken you've taken time to share your experience with me, and I'm just going to completely ignore it and get something different. Your opinion means nothing to me. That's how I feel it would be if I didn't then buy the cookie. Right, right. Others might think she's trying to sell them to me. They're gone stale. Trying to get rid of them because otherwise they're going in the bin. It's a dodgy batch. Yeah, it's a dodgy batch. Yeah, <laughs> Laura's done a dodgy. Spilt something on these ones, Laura. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on there. Now. We've had a complaint. No, oh, not another one. Let me just... Uh, why is it... There have been two. There have been two. Let me just see if I can uh, find it. I should have thought about this before I started speaking. Right. Just logging in here to the Adrift email, which I don't monitor as closely as Annabelle. Mm. But... Firstly, uh, this is this is. I don't think this is anonymous. So I think we can go into it. It's from Tony. Oh, okay. This is the one I see. Okay. Yeah. So there wasn't another one. Good. Right. No. 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 Firstly, he says, in spite of the recording problems, your podcast last week was enjoyable. Start with a compliment. Thank you very much. Yeah. Feeling good right now. Do you know what they call it? Uh, a something sandwich. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, do you know what the something is? I can never remember. <laughs> I don't like to say a bad word. No, I know, no. I know. We don't have to mark the podcast explicit, no, do we? it's unnecessary. So the subject line is a bit ageist. Mm, here we go. It says, I would like to say that for the first time in many years, I am now younger than a US president, albeit elect. Well, let's see about that when they've you know taken off the illegal votes, Tony. <laughs> okay, it's only by two days, but life is a series of small victories. Yeah. So there's small defeats for me, I think. Mm, but mm. I thought the discussion you two were having about their ages was ageist. Whilst I'm willing to admit I would not fancy getting up every morning to run the world's largest, largest economy and most powerful country, uh, I would not gainsay it until I'd walked a mile in president. I'll put inverted commas around that. Right. Biden's shoes. Did he put inverted commas around it? Oh, no, no, I'm right. just, um, okay. I'm doing my thing. Oh, your thing. Okay. I've got to watch it with that thing because I remember before the 2016 presidential election was it announced, mm. I was so sure that Hillary was going to win and it was just a load of old nonsense. Mm. I went on the radio going, yeah, make America great again, <laughs> right, right. thinking, you know, there's no way this is going to happen. Yeah. And then uh, I was laughing on the other, si- other side of my face. Mm. That part. Yeah. Um, he says another point is that the victory is extremely marginal marginal about 5 million votes in 145 million still says that near enough every other American voted for Trump God bless America it needs all the help it can get I know I think it's I think it's complicated though isn't it when you start digging into the reasons why but let's this this is stuff I can talk about on the other podcast. Let's come back. I to can the be eight, si- the eight yes. This is what I wanted to. This is if the you, if you, if you want to hear here, um, I'll, I'll just give a little plug. If you want to hear me with my other hat on, talking about uh, division and polarization, this week's episode of Reasons to Be Cheerful is all about that, and I think it's quite interesting. Okay, great. That being said, Let's the age of So I I wanted to say yeah. that I haven't listened back to it. But I think it was Annabelle and not me who was saying that stuff. I was totally, I was totally ageist, and you weren't. But like, I thought he was seventy three when you said he was seventy eight. I was so shocked that I was overcome with ageism. Well, at least you're owning that ageism. I am. I was. I was so seventy eight. Sorry, I'm doing it again. Yeah, seventy. I mean, seventy eight. Good on him. It's amazing. I remember when they opened. I didn't realise when they opened a B and Q. He looked so good. I thought he was seventy three. When they opened a B and Q in Macclesfield, mm. they made a point of only only employing the over fifties, because that group of people find it hard to get work. And look at uh, Joe Biden. Isn't that <laughs> isn't that nice think, for him? I think it's more his experience, isn't it? Yes, this this is the thing. I would prefer somebody who had great many 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 years experience, even if that meant they were really like a hundred than, say, an 18-year-old. So at the moment, like at least it's a step on, at least. I think it's fine, fine that he's that age. I do understand the arguments that if you start looking at the Supreme Court and who the presidential uh, candidates were and who the 
Senate leader is and, and even the House leader. You're, you're looking at um, a lot of older people and you perhaps need young blood in there somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. You, need a, you need a mix, I think. Yeah. Um, but isn't it better to have Joe Biden, mm. who is old and experienced, yeah. than Donald Trump, who is old and has been oh, on telly? Please, my only point about this is how can he be bothered like I, right. I, I, I think his experience counts for everything. But when I heard he was seventy-eight, I was like, "Why are you not just lying in bed watching telly, like going to the <laughs> like post office?" Like Grandpa Joe in Willy Wonka. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? Like it's the most exhausting job in the world. I mean, I, I'm half his age and I can't be bothered anymore. Like, what? I just, I'm stunned. I, I'm stunned that he could be bothered at that age, and I'm amazed. And I kind of think it's brilliant. But I just I couldn't. Yeah, believe. I mean, I feel you're really trying to dig yourself for that the hole there. With it. I kind of think it's brilliant. There was no sincerity in what you just said there. No, the fact that he could be. Bothered. We all heard your reaction last week. Yes, because I didn't know that he was 78, and I thought, how can he be bothered at 78? I want to call you out on something? Oh God, I've never heard you say any of the stuff about the Queen. <laughs> and how old is she? That's different. Isn't 90 it? odd. It was 90 odd. It's she different. is 90 odd. Yeah, but it's different. She has to be bothered. It's her job. Like she can't get out of it. She could. She could scale back her duties. But yeah, I mean, I feel sorry for her. Aren't we all looking forward to retirement? Do I think, given the choice, and this is you know, I think Joe Biden has given a long life to public service, and it's slightly different. I know the Queen has as well. But I think, given the choice between being born into abject luxury and having my every need met whenever I want it met, mm. but then having to do that my whole life. Mm. And then having to like worry about paying the mortgage, you know, hustling, getting jobs, sustaining a career over however many years it is. Mm. I, I would choose the abject but but being able to retire at normal age, right. I would still choose the abject luxury. Would you? I think the Queen has got it better than we have. But doesn't she always have to be be careful that we aren't going to overthrow her? There there is some jeopardy there that she might be overthrown. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't see us as we had a shot. Like when all the other European countries were doing their overthrowing, <laughs> we we could have really gone for that then, and, and mm. we. We you know, we bottled it, didn't we? Yeah, we had a there. shot at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We took a shot, but then then bottled it. And it, there's no overthrowing going on. Like the worst thing that could possibly happen is we go for a pared down Scandinavian style monarchy mm. where they're still just like living in abject luxury and having their every need met. Yeah. If anything, if I was the queen, I would rather go for an abject uh, for a Scandinavian modern style pared down monarchy because there's less responsibility yeah, and all the abject luxury yeah yeah I really do. enjoying saying abject luxury yeah, usually only you ever heard the word abject in front of poverty but i'm, I, I flipping, I'm flipping and you, it and you can definitely use it i don't know i am i am just chucking i've never heard it in front of luxury just google it i mean it, it is only ever heard in front of poverty yeah, right yeah that's abject meaning i hope i hope you're right otherwise yeah yeah you can oh, okay, yeah okay okay Oh, uh, it says of something bad in brackets. Oh. Experienced or present to the maximum degree. Oh, God, this is worse than the time I was ageist. <laughs> like the Queen's having, there seems to be always some kind of jubilee or something. I read that we're getting another bank holiday, I think not next year, but the year after for oh. uh, 60 glorious years. On, oh no. Thanks for the advance warning. <laughs> Two years advance warning. I'll start planning. Well, remember there was an in twenty twelve when there was the Olympics, but it was also some kind of diamond jubilee or something, and right. they had a big, big old uh, gala. They had a jubilee jamboree, oh, yeah. and we got an extra bank holiday. Yeah, yeah I remember that. So we're going to get. I think. I think it's going to be sixty years on the throne. Oh, okay, good. Good. I mean, look, she's been at it longer than Joe Biden. <laughs> Um, so we get an extra bank holiday, but I did think, I mean, I don't know how old the Queen is, but as we've established well into her 90s, I want the Queen to have a long and happy life. Yeah. If something happens in the interim, will they take away that bank holiday? Or I'm guessing if there's some kind of state funeral at some point, that would also be a bank holiday. Could we still have both or would the, the, the... the other one get cancelled out by the funeral. I think what we all need to do is pray for her to have a very long, long life. Yes. Agreed. Um, I think you just proved you're not ageist there. 
<laughs> yeah, otherwise I want her dead because she's old. <laughs> you've got to be careful with this idea you've got, Annabelle, about euthanising people when they get over a certain age. It's not good. He's probably referring to your description of what it was like working at Virgin Radio back in the day as well. When- <laughs> yeah. Talk about the ageism. When anyone over 30 was called dad. Yeah. Oh um, God, have we been going for that long already? No. Yes. Indeed. I mean, I barely... F- so on one hand, I barely feel like I was getting starting. <laughs> on, on on the other hand, I don't feel we've had much gold come out of my mouth. <laughs> it's not like Jeff's on a roll this week. We've established that I'm ageist. Yeah, and, okay. And you don't know what abject means properly. Yeah, so. okay, okay, yeah. let's move on. Correspondence from Drifters then, Annabelle. First one is from Emma. Emma, you may or may not remember, had a podication from Vicky in episode 147 and she's recently moved to Sweden. I'm oh, sure. I do. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, Sweden, what better place for a drifter to be, right? Right. Wrong. Oh, yeah. oh, that's Alas. not been my experience. No. Alas, although Swedes are naturally a socially distanced nation, their approach to COVID-19 has left them leagues ahead of where I now exist. It transpires that after six months of living alone through various iterations of UK lockdown, listeners may be aware that Manchester has had it worse than many other UK cities, any semblance of social ability I could have once claimed has disappeared. Today, I'm writing this email at 9.02 in the morning. I have been at the office for a little over 20 minutes. Already, I wish I hadn't bothered to get out of bed today. (laughs) I shall recount the last 20 minutes to the listeners. (laughs) On entering the office, I am struck with a daily conundrum. Stairs or lift? It turns out that Swedes do not use the lift. I've wondered frequently, does it exist just for show? Is its existence purely to taunt me? Unfortunately, I'm working on the fourth floor and 65 steps lie between me and my desk. Yes, I've counted. My lockdown body is even less fit than it once was. So whilst I recover my breath in the stairwell, having conquered the mountain, one of my colleagues spots me and opens the door from the main office to greet me. This particular colleague has been extremely welcoming since I arrived, so I'm keen to remain in his favour. I try and shake off the thought that he'd be judging me for panting alone in the stairwell and I follow him into the office. As I walk towards a free desk, I approach the aforementioned colleague as well as another colleague who is 100% the coolest guy in the office. He embodies the Swedish vibe of permanently aloof and I've managed to embarrass myself several times in front of him already. Sadly, today is no different. On passing them, colleague number one says something that sounds like, nice jacket. I reply loudly and cheerfully with a thanks. I too like my jacket. I bought it last year from a Swedish clothing store and I feel like it's remained somewhat stylish. I then feel my face turn bright red as I realise that he was not in fact complimenting my jacket but asking our other colleague in Swedish whether he'd like to go downstairs for breakfast. He then turns to me and asks in English. I politely decline whilst hoping the gram will swallow me. The loud and now strange sounding thanks reverberating through my mind. I continue to a vacant desk. We have these fancy IKEA desks where the height is adjustable, leaving allowing you to sit or stand. The previous occupant has left it in the standing position. Clearly something I must change as I'm still close to collapsing, following the <laughs> 65 steps to reach it. That's fine. I think to myself, I've got this. I approach the desk with a level of supreme confidence. I've operated this mechanism dozens of times and I have no qualms about adjusting it to reach my desired height. What I fail to notice is that the previous occupant left a stool tucked beneath the desk such that as I lower the desk, the entire thing begins to topple over, imbalanced by the chair underneath. Colleague number one notices and rushes over. There's a chair underneath, he exclaims, as if I willingly ignored this fact. He gracefully helps me to the right desk and removes the stool. I then adjust the desk, sit down and stare at the monitors. Is it too early to go home? (laughs) I don't think jacket and frucost sound similar. Oh, you know the word. Do. Hiss. Do you know what hiss is? Hiss. What's that? Hiss. Lift. Oh. And is it your experience that they don't use lifts? Um, Well, I think most environments where I've been in with a lift would have been in a hotel where people do use lifts. But I will tell you something about the Swedes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they like to, to be healthy. They like to, in the summertime, they're outdoors a lot. 
when the nights draw in and the weather gets worse, they can't do that so much. So probably they're walking up and down stairs to, to stay in shape. Okay. Little insight for us there. That's what I think. Okay, let's move on. Uh, can I just can I just say mm. I really enjoy the format of um uh sort of micro micro drifting. So in other words, an itemized account <laughs> of all the tiny drifter moments in one morning oh, or one hour yeah. or one journey. I yeah, really yeah. like that. That's nice. I'd, I'd like some more of those if anybody can be bothered. Okay. Several years ago, I was invited to the wedding of my best friend's brother. I've known him for many years and was happy to be asked, but also terrified of going to a wedding where I would know only a handful of people, all of whom would be part of the wedding party. The wedding was on a Saturday. I worked Saturdays at the time, but agreed I could come in the evening. I bought a suit especially as it was quite a formal affair and I didn't want to look a mess. I also bought a gift. So all in all, I was a couple of hundred pounds down. The day came when I finished work and headed to the venue, which was about 40 miles from home. I'd never been to the area before and this was in my pre-satnav days. I followed signs and after a struggle finally spotted the place. Except I could only see the venue in the distance. I had no idea where the entrance was. I drove backwards and forwards down the approach road for about 30 minutes looking for a way in. I was contemplating calling my friend who was the best man, but in my imagination he was going to be mid-speech and I would interrupt him and ruin the whole day. It was also at this point that I realised that if I found the entrance, I would then have to walk into a room of mostly strangers trying to find the handful of guests I recognise. It all started to get a bit much for me, so I did the only thing I could think of. I drove home. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> a couple of hours later, I sent a text to my friend apologising and lying to him by saying I can't make it now as I've been ill at work all day and had gone straight to sleep. The reality was I'd driven an 80 mile loop and freaked out <laughs> about strangers possibly looking in my direction. <laughs> oh, and bought a suit for the drive. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Why don't you tell them what happened to you last week after oh, we recorded terrible. the podcast? So it was a bit embarrassing, but I'd run out of data on my phone and it was very expensive. To and what was even data. worse is Annabelle was then going home to a dark house because she'd run out no, I hadn't. electricity on no, her I hadn't. key that she has to go to the no, news agents to no, top up. No, I hadn't. And it, I knew I was getting more data in a couple of days and it was very expensive to do a top up. So how, I was like, how much? It was £8. Pounds. Okay. And I thought... Well, I, well I, I don't need, I can survive a couple of days that day to where I'm not going anywhere. I'm at home all the time anyway. But then driving back from here. So I, I drove here without any problems because I looked, I looked it up on Wi-Fi at home, the route, just to check the best route for that time of day. And I memorised it. But then driving back, I thought, oh, I'll just go the way that I'm most used to. Forgetting that actually, funnily enough, Satnav hadn't sent me that way for a while because all had loads of road closures. And so I had to turn back, but then I got hopelessly lost and there was nothing I could do. I couldn't Google it. I couldn't do anything. So I just drove around in circles very anxiously for about an hour until by pure luck, I came to a roundabout I recognised and found my way home. That roundabout is about five minutes away. That's embarrassing. Why didn't you call me? I didn't. It, I didn't occur to me. I could have called you. Oh, I would have loved to have I know said, OK, let me just locate you. <laughs> Okay, uh, up ahead, you're going to see a tall building. I think I would be good. You know, you see in spy films, yeah. you've got the spies, the James Bond types who are out in the field. Mm -hmm. I think I would be the one who's in their ear. I think I'd be great at that. Well, the, I should have done that for you. Maybe you could guide me home. Would you like to guide me home? Okay, there's an enemy approaching <laughs> from the rear. Mm. What do you call them? A unit? Not a unit. I don't know. What do you call them? An assailant? No, not an assailant. A hostile. Do you a call them a hostile? Oh, they say that on SAS Who Dares. Yeah, there we sometimes. go. Okay, yeah, okay. hostile, yeah. And on 24. <laughs> are we all done? Sorry, are we all yeah, done with all, email? Yeah, that's good. It's all done. Yeah. Great. Um, so, sorry. Uh, if if um, I, I really enjoyed both of those and I'm quite excited by the prospect of anyone who can break down like a morning of work or add a bus journey or whatever it is mm. with all the tiny little awkward moments in it that that'd be great but i also strongly relate to somebody not going into the wedding because i didn't want to look people to look at them yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, share your stories please it's hello at adriftpodcast.com annabelle yes let's have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult my failure to ever be calm in an emergency <laughs> or any kind of pressure, really. Like, have you seen the film Pushing Tin? 
I haven't. About air traffic controllers. No. It's quite good. I watched that. I think I'd be a good air air traffic controller. Well, this is what I thought. I briefly toyed with the idea of doing this. You were about to do your pilot voice, weren't you? (laughs) I I very carefully moved you away as quickly as I could. I did toy with the idea of becoming an air traffic controller until I realised it'd just be me going, oh, it's a plane. Oh, no, two planes. I've got another plane before going to the toilets to cry. I think I've been lucky in that I've not had to deal with many emergencies in my life so far, like lucky for everyone around me as well. But I've never come through any kind of emergency thought, well, I handled that well. <laughs> like when my boyfriend was choking to death on a mange too, while everyone else was taking it in turns before the Heimlich manoeuvre. I was in the corner shaking while imagining my life as a single parent. I was totally useless. And I'd like to say that I was just genetically programmed to be this way. It's in my DNA to freeze and quiver rather than doing something practical like hiding or running. But if that was true, people like me would have died out by now. And (laughs) there was an instance in my childhood that proves that my sister is the opposite of me. Oh. So she was about 14. I was about 12. We were home alone just for the morning, not for like many, many weeks or nights. Don't call the cold cases social services. <laughs> we were both still in our 90s and my sister was making herself some breakfast in the kitchen when we heard a knock at the door. And I peeked through the spy hole and it was a stranger, a man who had some white material wrapped around one arm. And we were under instructions never to answer the door to a stranger. So I didn't open it, but he kept knocking continuously like it must have been going on for a good few minutes and my sister had come to the door now and the front door was right next to the downstairs toilet and it was at this point that we could hear the man climbing through the open window of this toilet i immediately panicked but i didn't freeze no i did something more useless than that i decided that i was going to go to the living room and drag the three-seater sofa out of there down the narrow hallway and push it up against the toilet door even though a labrador could probably work out in under five seconds this would be logistically impossible unless i had half an hour on the help of the chuckle brothers Fortunately for the lives of me and my sister and the valuable family heirlooms of my dad's golf clubs, the complete Encyclopedia Britannica and a pine kitchen dresser, my sister had other thoughts. She gave me a look of irritation and flung open the downstairs toilet door. It revealed the man halfway through climbing through the small window and my sister said, excuse me (laughs) it was like she was channeling an indignant queen victoria after a courtier had stolen a quick glance of her black stockinged ankle he took one look at my outraged 14 year old sister in her nightie and moved backwards through the window as fast as he could muster he was terrified of her Honestly, my only goal in life is to get rich enough to employ my sister full-time as a security guard (laughs) and one-woman emergency response unit. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Can I moan about my wife for a bit? Oh, yeah, go on. Three things. Three, great. Okay, number one. Number one is she's obsessed with getting her steps in at the moment. Yes, I have noticed a slight, I wouldn't say irritation from you, but maybe a slight eye-rollingness about the situation. I just think she's got a high target of 18,000 steps a day. It does seem like a lot. It is, which means quite often when we're watching TV of an evening, she gets a trampette out. <laughs> And then just walks on the spot on a trampette whilst watching television to get that number up to 18,000. But don't you love the word trampette? I do, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, yesterday, or was it the day before? It was the day before you, no, it's yesterday. Not that it's at all relevant to the story, (laughs) but accuracy is important here. Um, In fact, two of these things happened yesterday, which which is weird. So yesterday... 
I have a therapist's appointment. But I also myself want to move my body around a little bit. I want to go for a walk. So I proposed to her that what we do is we both go on a lovely marital walk in the direction of the therapist's office. Mm-hmm. And at the point that she hits uh, a number of steps that's appropriate for her, she turns back and I carry on walking. Okay. As we were, are approaching that number of steps, I get a text message. It's the therapist. His wife's poorly and he has to cancel the appointment and go home. Right. So I say, oh, that's great. Then we can just carry on the walk together. At which point I notice irritation on her face. Because? Because she doesn't get to do half the walk on her own. She has to be with me the whole time. Oh, that feels a bit hard. I think so. I think so. She wanted some me time. Yeah, and oh. I said, so what I mean, what, what, what was this great thing you were going to do on the walk on your own? Yeah. That, and she said, I was going to listen to a podcast. I said, I am a podcast. I have, <laughs> I have two podcasts. I mean, I'm half of two podcasts, which technically makes me a podcast. And, that, and you can have it, you have me live. Yes. She wasn't interested. No. Did she put headphones in? She didn't. And oh. she got quite annoyed at me at one point because not long after that happened, mm. I rather suddenly, but as, as is always the way when this happens, needed to go to the toilet. Oh. Not the sort of going to a toilet you can do up a tree. <laughs> Although she tried to get me to go in a bush. She tried to get me to go and squat <laughs> in a bush a metre and a half away from a footpath. Wow. I said, I can't what do that. Anyway. But so, so then I had to go and do. It doesn't no, matter. No. But if I found a toilet. I didn't do it in a bush. I want to be clear or here. Or a tree. But I had to go into a coffee shop, which I take away only at the moment, uh, and ask yeah. if I could use the toilet. Turned out they're absolutely fine about it. I just had to use the track and trace. But just having to use ask to use the toilet mm. is a very uncomfortable thing for me, especially, especially now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you're with me on that one. The mm. annoyance about having to do half a walk with me, yeah, unexpectedly. Mm. Secondly, are you familiar with the app Deliveroo? Yes, yeah. I think most people listening will be mm. if they're listening here in the UK. If not, it's one of these apps. I think you have one called Postmates in the States if you're listening there, but they're all over. It's basically an app that hooks up motorcycle or cycle couriers with local restaurants. You can order from the menu of any number of local restaurants and then they bring them to you in a short amount of time. Mm. It's really, it's great. It's changed my life in a positive way. Okay. Not sure that if I had my cholesterol tested, it would be in a positive way. But no. um, anyway, you, you're a fan. You, you ever use it? You, uh, I'm not sure I have. I it's because where you are, it probably doesn't work where you are. Cause you're not really near anything, are you? Well, they they, they do deliver Pizza Express, I think. But right, yeah. right, right. I t- there are 805 options for me. It's too many. Whoa. Too many. Anyway, so Sarah likes food delivered via this delivery. However. She refuses to learn how to use it herself, despite the fact that I've installed it on her phone. Oh, okay. That a few things are making sense to me now. When she's, I, well, I've been here and she's said, "Oh, can you order me?" And I think, "Oh, yeah." So we will not- be recording the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. when she's went before lockdown when she was out gigging. Mm. I'd get a text message from her saying, "Can you order me a bowl?" Yes, this is making sense now. I didn't properly question it, but there's something niggles. Something isn't quite right here. And yeah, yeah why, why didn't she do it herself? I don't know. Yeah, no. so it's- because she hasn't got the app. No, she's got the app. She doesn't know how to, doesn't she know doesn't, how to use it. She doesn't like learning new things. But it's not like it's not a learning thing. It's not like learning. No, it's Greek intuitive. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah. Just so use it. It's not learning. We're in a situation where, at best, it's like I'm her secretary. You know, when <laughs> you get business high power business people who say, uh, "Can you get me such and such on the phone?" Mm-hmm. She's like, "Can you can you get me some tofu or whatever she's eating?" Mm. And at worst, it's like having an elderly parent who just won't learn to use the video recorder or the internet or, or whatever. Is it because she wants you to pay for it? Is it her way of tricking you into paying for it? No, it it's just, no, like no. That, it's okay. a, yeah. I mean, I'd respect it if it was. <laughs> the, the cunning. It's just a refusal to learn a new thing. Okay. It took me forever to get her to use things like Google Maps or City Mapper. Because she didn't want to learn a new thing. So she had a fold-up map in her bag for ages when she first moved to London, even though she had a smartphone, because she refused to... I didn't know this about her. Yeah, it's Mm. quite... So you're with me on that one. Yeah. Okay, third thing also happened yesterday. We did the walk in the morning around lunchtime. Then I came home to attend to a few things. 
she went to pick our son up from school and then before it went dark she took him to the local cemetery which as i've explained before on the podcast is more akin to a forest it's more akin to a park it is a cemetery Mm. but it's it's just somewhere to go and be outdoors with him yeah i get a phone call at 4 35 where she says bit of an emergency we are locked in the forest as we call the cemetery no yeah because it, it gets closed at a certain time. At dusk. At dusk. Yeah. And it's dark by then. And it's, it, it's big gates, right, isn't it? Big wrought iron gates. Well, as it turns out, there are, there are two entrences, which she knew. Right. And I just said, well, why don't you go to the other entrance? And it's easy to get out of and, it. And it was over. You know, they hadn't oh. quite closed. The park keeper was still closing that one. Okay. But do you not think if you're locked in a forest mm. or a cemetery, the, the, the person who's at home isn't the person to deal with it? <laughs> I think, what am I supposed to do? I can't, like, ring up director and cry and say, you haven't got a number for the, the, the forest, have you? <laughs> do you think that she just wanted to ring you up and say, bit of an emergency, the draft, like, I'm locked in the cemetery? Sounds, I'll be there with sounds a, exciting. I'm going to come with a rope and some step. Like, I mean, what does she think she I'm going to do? She wanted you to guide her out, like, you wanted me to guide me out well, That's what I ended up doing. <laughs> oh, I just said, really? have you gone to the... And then she got done off the park keeper for still be out. She's got a theory that there's one park keeper... There, there are any number of people who attended to the, I don't know if you call them rangers or whatever, park keepers, whatever they are. But usually what happens as it's getting towards dusk, they drive round the roads within there, beeping the horn so that, you know, the gates are closing. They're shouting, we're closing, cemetery's right. closing, cemetery's closing. She thinks there's one spiteful guy in mm. there who doesn't do that mm. so that he can be superior and... Um, I tell you off. Mm. Interesting. Well, it works for him. Anyway, Mm. the point being, do you think it's my responsibility? (laughs) Like, like, so I I, I don't have physical strength, so I can't come and bend the bars and I don't have tools, so I can't use an angle grinder to get you out. Mm -hmm. So all I can do at that point is ring somebody. Yeah. You're ringing me from a phone. You could also ring somebody. Look... I don't want to take sides, but seeing as we're in the room together, I'll take yours. Three out of three. (laughs) Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. Get those glasses on, Annabelle. Get your reading glasses on. I can't read without them now. No. Lisa says, I have two young children and if I'm taking my children into the shops, I happily park in the parent-child spaces. However, what are the rules about parking there if you are staying in the car while another adult jumps out to pop into the shop? Is it enough that there are children in the car even though they aren't getting out? I prefer to park in a normal space if this is the situation, but my husband and lots of others are happy to park in a parent and child space. Is it a different rule in Corona times as children aren't really going into the shops at the moment? Is the possibility that I might have to get the baby to, out to feed him or comfort him if he cries enough? I've got quite strong feelings about the parent-child spaces. So, so my feeling here is yeah. much like the previous segment where I was describing my own marital issues, yeah. you are in the right and your spouse is in the wrong. Because she's the one talking to us. Yes. No, no, but not not just because of that. Mm. The parent and child spaces are there to make it easier to get from the car mm-hmm. into the shop with a child. Yes. They're not there for hanging out with your kid in the car no i think you have to think i think you're quite right you have to think about what is the purpose of them the purpose is to give you more room to get out of the car and yeah. to be a bit closer to the shop yeah if, the, if you're not the child's not going to the shop yeah it's completely of course. You, you should, of course yeah. shouldn't be there totally on your side bad apple that guy in fact i get annoyed if i see children just sitting in the car yeah, yeah. i mean i know he's the f- what on their own you mean no, that's illegal. Yeah, I was going to say. Illegal, is it? I, think that's dogs. I think you've got to wind the window down a little <laughs> bit. No, that's dogs. That's dogs. You find it's dogs. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I get very uppity about those spaces. Yeah, I think, I think you're completely right. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't see your husband's point. What is his point? Do we know? I think it's. I, I've what I've noticed, and this is a lot. I've noticed that people think that forget the children. They think it's enough to have a child car seat in the car to go and park in yeah. those places. I see them with their child. I get angry. I see them <laughs> with their child car seat drive into those spots on their own, get out, go in the shop while I'm I'm sitting waiting with my child, my actual real child. Yes, 
Yes. I get so annoyed by it. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's the rule. Yeah. I mean, it's it's your choice what to do. He's the father of your children, but I wouldn't stay with him if I were you. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure she was asking that, to be honest. Okay. But, okay. Okay. Let's go on to Alexandra. This happened some time ago, but obviously as a drifter, the memory lingers on forever for me to think about every now and then. I was walking to the metro on my way to uni, headphones in, head down, in my thoughts. Some parts of this pavement on the way to the tube are wide enough for two people to cross paths without someone having to move over to let the other pass, whereas some other parts are rather tight and it's best to move aside when needed. So here I am walking along and I go past someone who I vaguely notice is standing aside to my right. As I'm barely looking, it just looks like this person is about to enter her home through the garden gate. Just after I pass her, I hear aloud, you're welcome, in a hacked off voice. I take my earphones out and turn around to see the person I thought was entering her house walking off in the opposite direction. I then realised she'd actually been standing aside to let me go past and I had walked past her without saying thank you or barely even looking at her. Oh, the shame. For a minute, I debated whether to go after her and apologise and maybe explain that in my view, it was a spot where two people could pass each other without anyone having to move over, which is why I didn't notice she was letting me pass. But of course, what did I do? I awkwardly went on my way and thought about it over and over for the rest of the day. So what do you think? Did I do the right thing or was it best to catch up with the person and apologise for ignoring her polite gesture or catch up, apologise and explain why I just rudely walked past and have a debate with her on whether it was necessary for someone to stand aside? This has happened to me so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so many times. So, I'm I mean, so oblivious. Yeah, the, the, the trouble is it's difficult not to startle somebody by chasing after them. Uh, it's very difficult i find that there's a slightly different issue so i met my friend uh for a walk the other day and i could see her walking up ahead of me and it's very difficult to approach somebody from behind and and not startle them this is true especially they've got headphones in which people often yes do. yes yeah, yeah. Um, even if you give them a wide berth and sort of mm. go around it's very difficult um anyway i think the apology uh, an apology is in order yeah um but but you you think that alexandra needs to apologize i think she needs to explain that she was oblivious but then that involves having to run up to her yeah yeah but 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 all you all you want like i i will often say a sarcastic thank you or you're welcome Mm. sorry you're welcome and if i then heard the person say oh i'm i'm so sorry I don't need the uh, explanation. The, the the sincere apology is enough. But do you think? But would you not, if it was you, feel you'd want to explain that well, what I, happened? I, thought, I think there's enough room for two people here. But then that no, that's getting into it too much. With in them, the weeds, it? you're in the yeah. weeds. Just, you, you're you're inviting an awkward social interaction. Okay, what about this? Is the rule if the person has already walked off and it would involve having to run after them, leave it, mm-hmm. just go on with the day, forget mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it. If you could easily say sorry yep. say sorry yep. nothing more than that great fine done great dealt with good and that was our podcast Thank you for listening, as ever. Um, send you quandaries for Quandary Corner. Any situations where you need to know the social etiquette, it's hello at driftpodcast.com. Same email address for your stories of social inadequacy, please. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music, to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Thanks to Carla Gowlett, who took photos. Kim Rainey, who did a marvellous job of the artwork. And Annabelle, just, um, just for belt and braces purposes, do you want to... Apologise one more time for your terrible, terrible ageism. Stop laughing. <laughs> leave it. Podication time. There are two podications this week, and the first one was sent in by Lorna Williams, who says, Hi, Annabelle and Jeff. 
Hi. I hope this email finds you both well. I'm a, I'm a little stuffy of nose. Oh, you didn't mention that. My son, I know, I'm, I'm very stoic. Uh, my son has a cold. I think I've, oh. you know, he's snotty. Okay. And I think I've just got a little bit of it. it means I'm snoring a lot, which isn't good. Mm. Um, how about you? Fine, thanks. No, no, no ailments. I'd like a podication around the 19th of November, if that's possible. It is possible. You're getting it uh, on the 18th, which is close as we can do. I'm dedicating this to my husband, Matt, on our ninth wedding anniversary. Matt. I wonder if many kids are born and called Matt these days. Yeah. Matthew. I think less so, but it's very nice. But it's not like... I I was talking to a Dave earlier, and he was saying Daves are a dying breed, and I always thought Daves would be fine. It's not like a Jeff, where Jeff feels so 70s, but... How many kids are calling their kid Baby David? No, very few, yeah. Maybe Dave the Rapper will change all that. Okay, don't know. The popular name. music artist, okay. Annabelle. Okay. There's also that other Dave the Rapper, Lil Dicky. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? No. Okay. Um, ninth wedding anniversary for Matt. It's been a pretty rubbish year for everyone, and Matt has been my rock he was unfortunately in June made redundant. Oh, and then in August, his mum suddenly passed away. I'm so sorry that, I mean, like you say, a rotten year for everyone. But, Terrible, yeah. you know, to be dealing with those things on, on top of that, just awful. Um, throughout, he's always had a positive outlook and supported me as I've grown my dog grooming business and battled various health issues. He started his own window cleaning business and has worked really hard to make it successful. I just want him to know how proud I am of him and that I love him. Just to embarrass him, as I write this, he is watching classic children's TV intros on YouTube and singing along to Postman Pat and his black and white cat. That's a good one. Early in the... Doesn't say early in the morning, does it? I'm thinking early of ooh, right? Early in the ooray up she rises. No, no. Um, well, you've got a good one there. Is it, is, did Lorna give us one of the laughing on the outsides, dying on the insides about dog grooming recently? Was that Lorna? Oh, yes, we have had one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad the, the business is growing, but also good on Matt. I'll tell you what, if he lives around, I mean, I don't know how close he is, but we need a, a window cleaner. I can recommend someone to you. <laughs> no, we just need it. We just need it as a one-off. <laughs> right, okay. We've got, commit, we've got commitment issues with window cleaners uh, okay. following a unhealthy relationship with the last one. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, also, if Matt listens to podcasts, I don't know if he, d- he does with any regularity, but, you know, one of the things he would have learned from listener correspondence is that once you're in with somebody as their window cleaner, it's very hard for them to break up with you. Very. Which is uh, good for the business long term, I think. Um, Lorna, thanks for emailing in. Sorry that you've had your health issues, but um, I'm really sorry Matt has had such a rough year of it. And I hope, you know, as, as we hurtle into next year, I hope it's, uh, I hope it's all a bit better. And this comes from Jacob Kirby, who says... Hello, Jeff and Annabelle. Hello. Hello. I want to request a podication for my daughter. Do I say Mika? Is it Mika? M-I-C-A-H? Yeah, Mika. Like Mr. Mika from Rent-A-Ghost. Mika, yeah, Mika. Or like Mika, who sang that song about wanting to be like uh, Grace Kelly. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And he also mentioned that he'd like to be like, uh, he seemed conflicted in that song as to whether he wanted to be like Grace Kelly or or Freddie Mercury. We just uh, just going on a YouTube video here. Just double chance. Micah. Micah. Oh. There we go. According to a user from Ohio in the United States, now a user from Canada. Micah. Micah. Another one from Micah. One from New York. Mackay. 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 Oh, oh. that's. Mika from Germany. Micah. So maybe on this side of the Atlantic. Mika. Mika says the automated male. Mika. And the automated female. Mika. Automated Australian male. Mika. Automated okay. Australian female. Are we going through every country. This, Mika. This automated British male. Mika. Automated mm. British female. Okay. 
There we go. That's all the pronunciations. Okay. I think we should have been f- before the Australians, probably first. Anyway, um, uh, uh, I want to request a publication for my daughter, Micah, around the 21st of November. She's turning 18. I am far away from home right now with the army and I won't be home until several months after her birthday. Uh, she's grown into an amazing young woman and she makes the day brighter for everyone she meets. She's always quick to laugh or tell a uh, horrible dad joke. She exemplifies what it is to be a good human being. I'm sure she got this from her mother. I love and miss you. Have a great day. You deserve it. That's Jacob from Florida. What a nice thing to say. Isn't it? I I could not imagine one of my parents saying something that nice about me. No. You're trying to imagine it. (laughs) I was waiting for you. What if, what if, um, if Jenny, Jenny wrote into the show, your Mm. mum, is that what you think she'd write about you? (laughs) No, no, she wouldn't know. She couldn't, she couldn't be that. I I think. It's not true. (laughs) Well, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Why would anyone lie? I think my dad wouldn't be capable of expressing himself like that. Right. And, you know, emotionally, he wouldn't be emotionally capable. Mm. And my mum just wouldn't think, think to do it. Right. I think she, she might think those things. But she wouldn't say She's it. She's very warm, but mm. I don't think she'd I think, you know, we keep all that stuff bottled up. Good, good. That's how it should be. <laughs> I think, you know, Jacob and Micah have perhaps got the more healthy relationship here. <laughs> well, I hope I hope you get to talk on Micah's birthday and um that I think that was a lovely email to read from a father to a to a daughter. Yeah. Um so there we go. Micah, who is eighteen from Jacob Kirby and to Matt from Lorna Williams. That's the latest edition of the podcast. If you'd like a podication, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.